Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Okay, today we got a packed house. We're going to have Donna Campbell. The state senator Donna Campbell is going to be in the house from District 25. She's going to be on the phone with us. Also, we have inside the studio Austin Talley. He's running for House District 45. Also inside the studio, we have Kyle Austin. He's running for House District 49. And on the phone, we will have State Rep. Jason Isaac. Uh, He's a state rep in District 45, but he's running for Congress. Senate, I'm sorry, House District 21. I'm going to make sure I have that right. House District 21. Okay. And so we're going to have him on the phone. We're going to break all this stuff down. We're going to talk to him about the Second Amendment. We're going to get everyone's stance on that. Also, we're going to get everyone's thoughts on the shooting that happened in Florida this past week on Valentine's Day. But first, you know, I, I do want to talk about this shooting a little bit before we bring our guests in, because I, I've been listening to all the rhetoric online and people are talking about banning guns. And we need to do something about, you know, uh, so-called assault rifles and all this kind of stuff. Well, at what point are we going to blame the parents or parenting for some of this stuff? At what point are we going to say, hey, there's there's a mental health issue because I didn't see anyone complain when Timothy McVeigh used a rental truck, a rental truck filled with manure and some things that he purchased from Home Depot and killed 168 people. So at what point are you going to stop blaming guns and start blaming the parents or, you know, blame those individuals? We have a person now that's responsible for this. Well, you know what? Instead of, you know, giving him a plea deal, instead of pleading it down to saying, okay, if you plead guilty, then we'll just give you life in prison. You'll spend the rest of your life in prison. How about let's give him Sparky? Let's put him to the chair. That's what we should do. He killed 17 people, then he needs to die. That's what I say. All right, so let's go, let's get back to parenting a little bit, okay? You know, I'm so sick and tired of people being enablers, you're, all you're doing is enabling these individuals by you're not putting them into the system. If the police officers have been to this house 39 times, they went to this guy's house, this person's house 39 times, this monster. Let's call it like it is, people. He was a monster. It takes a monster to want to kill 17 people. Evil monster. So at what point are we going to say, well, OK, he went to the. 
the police actually visit this guy 39 times, he should have been put in the system. Also, his parents, bunch of enablers, they're, they're at fault for this because they knew something was wrong with this guy. Every, every student that you ask around this shooting, you ask, who do you think did it? When they immediately, immediately, they said this guy's name. I'm not even going to mention his name. They said his name because they said, yep, they knew he was the one because he was the one most likely to do a school shooting. If you knew this, this is your fault. This is your fault. You're responsible for this because you did nothing. You knew he was responsible. You knew he was going to do a school shooting and you did nothing to prevent it. You didn't report it to anyone. You did nothing. It's your fault. You're responsible. Also, the FBI, when it eventually was reported by someone, the FBI did nothing. We're so busy talking about Russia, 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 Russia. Oh, my God. Is Russia a blonde hair, blue eyed chick or something? Good Lord. They're so busy focusing on Russia. They have not under no circumstances. Are they even thinking about criminals? At some point, we need to hold our government responsible for not doing their job. This is your job. You are supposed to investigate these things. If someone tells you this guy is talking about shooting up a school and they report it to the FBI and you don't investigate it, someone needs to go to jail, people. They need to go to jail. I want to see someone locked up. That's when I was there. are 17 people that are dead and you did nothing to prevent it. You need to go to jail. That's what we're talking about here. So let's go back to the parents. My goodness. You know, I, I, I've seen so many different situations where. There's something wrong with a young man and you tell the mother, you tell the father, there's something wrong with your kid. There's something going on. We need to get them some help, get them some counseling. And you know what they do? They cover it up. They're enablers. They say, no, little Johnny's okay. Um, He's just upset right now. No, your child's got some issues and he needs to talk to someone. He needs some medication or something. Something is going on and you need to get him some help. If you do nothing and this person executes this shooting, you are responsible. You're one of his friends in school. You knew he was going to do something like this. You were in the chat rooms listening to him talk about school shootings. You're on Instagram listening to him talk about school shootings. And you did nothing to prevent it. So instead of boycotting schools, walking out of schools, my goodness, you need to hold yourself responsible. Look in the mirror. It's the man in the mirror. It's your fault. You're responsible because you did nothing. Blame yourself. Get off my guns. You're not getting my guns. I'm not giving you my guns. Under no circumstances are you going to get my guns. So you can forget about it. Blame yourself. Guns are here to stay. We are a country that were formed on guns, and guns are going to be here to stay. Take my word for it. Anyone else got anything to say? I'm done with that. That's my rant. Let's just read some of these 18 school shootings that have happened. Let's just read what some of them are. Um, unidentified shooter fired shots into building, no injuries. Man committed suicide in the parking lot of a school. Um, and at that school had closed six months earlier. Another student commits suicide in a school. Gunshots hit window from off campus, um, and it hits a school window. Another is that someone unintentionally fired a bullet from a gun legally possessed by an instructor that struck a wall. That's just a few, that's just a few of the ones involved. Um, Obviously, it's not 18 school shootings. I think it was only three of them were actually active school shooters. So we need to reevaluate how we're presenting our facts. They're not our facts. It's their facts they're that facts. they're trying to present. Anybody else? 
What you got? What do you think? Uh, I'm just going to say that uh, my rights aren't up for a vote. My rights aren't up for legislation. The Constitution was written uh, not as a, hey, this is uh, this government giving you these rights. These are your rights that you're born with. And these are the rights that we do not get to infringe upon by uh, government intervention. So that's what it comes down to to me. These are my rights. I guess the, the one thing that bothers me is that all I see on social media is like, and Trump rolled back these rules that lets mentally deranged people have guns. And I've heard that in almost every site. And I was like, what, what is that? I just know it's a bunch of crap. I could just tell immediately based on looking at it. So I researched it and, and what everyone's referring to, I just pulled it up on my phone to kind of verify it. It was just some proposed regulation that would actually take all the information from like the social security department for anyone that's ever gotten any benefits connected to anything like anxiety or depression, any mental health issue. And it puts them on a ban list for guns, which violates like the second amendment and it violates the fourth amendment because there's no due process for those people. So that's just the one thing I wanted to say, because that's been making me want to slap someone across the face for the last couple of days, just <laughs> constantly seeing that all over the place. All right. Anybody else? This hits really close to home for me because my mom's a teacher. Everyone in my family is a teacher and they have no way to protect themselves. So yes, going to the root of the problem and talking more about mental health and parenting and going to the root of the problem, that's essentially not always going to fix everything. And having some kind of protection at schools is imperative. And I don't understand why it's 2018 and we don't have that in all schools yet. My mom's had guns pulled on her. She's had knives pulled on her. She's been attacked via a child's fingernails to the point where she was hospitalized. And y'all, she's never taught a grade over sixth grade. That's 12-year-olds. Yeah. And she's had guns and knives pulled on her at an yeah. elementary school. And you're telling me we don't have a protection, any kind of protections at these high schools? I think I read an article where there was one security guard. There's hundreds of students. We have to be better at protecting our students. There's more state troopers at the Capitol protecting all of our elected officials and that are at our schools, and that's a problem to me. Of course there are, and they all have heavy-duty weapons to protect them. Mm-hmm. All right, and then the other thing I want to talk about is uh, the city of Austin. Oh, man, let me tell you, where do I begin there? The city of Austin decides that here they are. They're now going to tell businesses, private businesses, this is the do as I say, not as I do. They're going to tell a private business that you have to give your employees, eight days paid sick leave. They're going to tell me how to run my private business. You know what? I don't need the government getting involved in my business. If I want the city of Austin to become my HR department, I would have hired them. You're not my HR department. Get out of my business. All right. This is my business. I'm going to run it the way I want to. And I tell you what, city of Austin, Mr. Mayor, city council, here's what you're going to do for me. I will sue you. I'm no under no circumstances. Am I Michael Cargill, the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, going to comply with your city ordinance? I will pay your five hundred dollar fine and I will see you in court. I promise you that. Under no circumstances will I ever comply with this city ordinance. And I'm going to see you at the Texas State Capitol because the the bill has already been written. It's already written. This bill will overturn what you did just like Uber and Lyft. You kicked Uber and Lyft out of town. Guess what? A year later, they're right back. So we're going to bring it right back. 
There's going to be a bill. It's going to be written. It will be signed by the governor and things will be back to normal. You're not going to tell private citizens what to do. And let me bring into the conversation Austin Talley, who's running for House District 45. Austin, welcome to come and talk, sir. Oh, thank you. Um, you say it's a per- that's right there is a perfect example of what you say about the city overreaching. City doesn't seem to understand the the laws about uh, that support free enterprise. Uh, they want to suppress that. They want to do everything that can affect your bottom line and tell you how to run your own business. Well, the city can't even manage their own HR department. City has gross negligence and discrimination and retaliation even against veterans with service dogs. They can't even apply, comply with ADA laws. I took them all the way to federal court because of it. So it's funny how the city wants to tell you how to manage your business, and they can't even manage theirs. It's just madness. Now, as someone who was actually at that meeting where they voted for it, let's people just, were hissing, people hissing and booing, hissing and booing. Um, over half the room was DSA members, so obviously that's not representative of everyone. Um, there was a small little portion. I made there were a few conservative leaning speakers. Uh, I heard at least one libertarian speak. And what I basically saw was a lot of businesses were saying, well, I, I think businesses should have this. I'm a business owner. and I think they should have this. I have it in my business. And I'm going, fine, but don't force it on other businesses. It's not right for you to force that upon other people at the threat of a gun to say that you have to follow this rule or we're going to basically run you out of business. It's only going to help the larger businesses or it's going to pass the cost off to us as customers. We're not going to comply in no circumstances. You have their small businesses all around this city, and they're complaining about this. They're not going to comply with this. You know what's going to happen? They're going to reduce the salary. So if you're getting paid $17 an hour, guess what? You're not going to be making $15 an hour. If you're getting 40 hours a week, guess what? You're not going to get getting 34, 35 hours a week. You're not going to have less hours, less per hour, and they're going to totally screw you. This is Michael Cargill, and you're listening to Come and Talk It. This is Doug Man Jones. And I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Making Talk Radio Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So we're back and we're talking about politics. All right. So we have inside the studio, we have Austin Talley. Austin is running for House District 45. So, Austin, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and why are you better fit for uh, House District 45 than any of the other candidates there? Well, I, uh, I wore a uniform in, in the Navy and the Army for about 13 years. I actually just got back in the reserves uh, to go start up a new intel unit. Um, I believe that that gave me uh, the leadership ability and the skills that made me successful in my other careers. At uh, 23 years old, I was recruited by intelligence agency to uh, that would put me in combat within 10 weeks for going my commission in the Army. So I did that instead, and I, I worked there for in a central intelligence agency for five years, um, and then I went to defense intelligence agency for five years. Deployed for a decade of my life, uh, I understand a clear understanding between uh, leadership and management, 
and management is uh, managing those resources, and leadership is inspiring people to go to work and uh, be productive. I've seen gross uh, fraud, waste, and abuse at the uh, federal level, and I've seen it at the municipal level working at the city of Austin. That I decided enough's enough that uh, we need to get our government being a, a far more productive with a smaller pr- footprint, relying less on uh, uh, generating tax revenue. So uh, um, I decided to run for public office and be a civil servant, uh, bring back servitude back into um, uh, the state house. Okay. And also, Austin, what's your stance on constitutional carry? What do you think about that? Um, I fully support it. I, I believe that when the Constitution was written, it was written to um, give everybody the ability to protect themselves, uh, bear arms. And somehow we've we've allowed fees and regulatories to come in. And the government's really inventive when it comes to fees and regulatories and anything. And I, I think Constitution uh, brings back those rights to their intended uh, uh, when they were written, you know, the, the, uh, the, the bill of rights is the, you know, the first uh, 10 and, and people try to weigh those that, well, the first one has more merit than the second one. And the second one has more merit than the 10th one. And that's not the case. All 10 have the same weight and have the same merit. And so we need to stop infringing on those rights. All right. And then what about the concealed care reciprocity bill? The one that's going before, uh, for cons- Congress, that's going to—that's out of your realm. That's on the federal level, level, not the state. So, what's your stance on uh, concealed carry reciprocity? Um, <laughs> well, it, like I, like you said, that, that's on the federal level. Um, you know, I, I want to make sure that anything that's ever written on a federal level never um, uh, uh, embarks or infringes on our rights at a state level. I think on many times <laughs> uh, when things have come down from the Oval Office. As Texans, we shouldn't have gotten in these uh, these barking matches that all we should have said is we're going to um, utilize our rights in the Tenth Amendment and we're going to govern ourselves the way we see fit. All right. And then what about the um, uh, the suppressor bill that we have? Because there's a suppressor bill that's before Congress where they're talking about removing uh, suppressors from the NFA list, the National Firearms list, list there. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I, I support it. I, I think, once again, that was the government getting – uh, inventive on taxation and, and fees. You know, a suppressor doesn't give you a height and ability to uh, uh, to utilize your weapon. Uh, me, I'm, I'm deaf in my uh, right ear and uh, 9% uh, deaf in my uh, left ear. So a suppressor would benefit me because uh, on top of hearing protection, I would utilize that to, uh, um, you know, for my benefit. All right. And Austin Talley, you're running for House District 45. What would you do? What would you do different? in the state house this year coming up that you feel that your opponents will probably not do? Well, my, my opponents, uh, keep talking about, uh, uh, well, one of my opponents talks about raising taxes Ooh. and the other two opponents talk about, uh, consumption taxes. And mm. I, and I think it's, it's really hard to run on a platform when you're trying to change the entire tax plan, um, for our community as you're, as you're going along. I'm like, well, why don't we identify what we can do better within our existing tax plan? And uh, Governor Abbott's talking about putting a cap on uh, property tax of 2.5%. Well, I also uh, uh, want uh, Governor Abbott to entertain my fellow legislators uh, to put in a cap on home evaluations. Our homes are getting out of control where it's 26% increase in interest uh, home evaluation over four years. And, uh, and I think it's because the people who drive those 
uh, valuations sky high, have a vested interest into them being sky high. But let's put some of the blame back on the state government that every time we generated a revenue stream, we always compromised what that initial intended usage was. Mm. Uh, we did it with gas tax. It was supposed to be roadways and highways. We compromised that. The lotto was supposed to be schools, and we compromised that. So every time we generate a revenue stream, we compromise it at intended use. We need to go back to the intended use, identify where we can increase our productivity in the way we do government, and minimize our footprint. All right. All right. Awesome. And let me uh, bring into the mic here Kyle Austin. Kyle is running for House District 49. You know, House District 49, Kyle Austin. So tell me a little bit about yourself, Kyle. Hey, my name is Kyle Austin, and I'd call myself a philosopher. I'd say for the past a little bit over half a decade, I've really been interested independently, like researching philosophy, kind of figuring out why do people think certain things? I've seen a bunch of evil in the world. I'm trying to figure out why would people choose to be evil, right? And so when I'm trying to get into politics, I'm trying to change the game. I see too many people fighting for their identity, their identity of the right, their identity of the left or, or what so, and I want to be able to change that kind of game. Uh, no one's really fighting for individual rights. It, I see people kind of say that, but then they kind of like sidestep on certain certain issues here or there. And so like when you're talking about the gun issue, it's it's not a gun problem. There's no gun problem. There's, it's it's property problem. People are trying to attack property rights. I've got a right to, to own property, and so does everybody else. And the, the action of owning property, that doesn't ever infringe upon anyone's rights. It's, it's, it's action. It's the use of something. It's, it's doing something that could po- possibly infringe upon someone's rights. And I want to get that out there, get that heard. All right, so Kyle Austin, who's running for House District 49. Kyle, tell me what's your stance on constitutional carry? It's simple. It's property rights. You've got a right to property. And as long as you don't initiate force upon somebody else, you've got a right to your property. What you do with it is, is your own deal. As long as you're not infringing upon other people's rights, like who cares what you do? All right. And then Kyle Austin running for House District 49. Let me ask you this. Um, what about the concealed care reciprocity bill? You know, even though that's not in your realm, you know, that's more on the federal side. But what's your stance on that? Uh, I'm going to be a little bit of a broken record here, but... <laughs> I don't care what you do with your property as long as you do not infringe upon the rights of others. Okay. And then what about the uh, the suppressor bill, uh, removing suppressors from the NFA list? Let me just uh, rewind that record. Ring, 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 But yeah, no, and to, to ban suppressors, suppressors, as uh, Austin said before, it, that's just to help you with ear protection. For the most part, when it, it's it's not like in the movies. The movies, like Hollywood, it's like you hear a little tick tick. That's not what it's like. It's not that quiet. Like <laughs> I mean, if anyone knows gun, that's not that's not how it is. But it, it, what it does do is 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 help with ear protection. But like like I said before, property rights are the main thing. Let's protect property rights. All right, awesome. Now you, we got Austin Tally, and you got got to remember these names. So you got Austin Tally. He's running for House District Forty Five. Austin Tally. Remember that name. You know, he's he's supporting your Second Amendment rights, Austin Talley. And then we also have Kyle Austin. Man, it's too easy. Hey, you, we're you, both we're both good looking men. Yeah. You know, named Austin. Let me tell you. Stephen you, F. Austin. You, you go to the, the ballot there. You're looking at the ballot. You say, OK, I need to vote for Austin Talley, House District 45. And I also need to vote for Kyle Austin, House District 49. <laughs> too easy. OK, way too easy. All right, so, uh. Now, now, Austin Talley, House District 45, how, do, how can people find you? 
Uh, you can go to uh, austinfor45.com or any social media platform, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, austinfor45. Okay. And then uh, Kyle Austin, how can, how can people find you? I think the best method, I want to try to create like a, an online forum to speak with me on Facebook. It's a lot easier that way. It's Kyle Austin for Office. So it's pretty simple. If you look that up on Facebook, you can find me there. Send me a like, and I want people to start discussions. I will talk with you and discuss anything with you in detail. Let's talk about something. Let's have a conversation. Stop all this screaming and, you know, preaching to the choir. Let's have a conversation. I want to talk with people that disagree with me because that's the only way we can move forward. Okay. All right. And you know what? I'm going to let's get let's go a little deeper. So. Let me ask Austin Talavis, who's running for House District 45. What are some things that you would like to change um, in this next session? You know, if you wanted you wanted to write a bill, what bill would you write? Well, obviously, I would fully support the constitutional carry. So we need to push that all the way through. Um, but, you know, I think we're 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 forgetting our constitutional right here in Texas. And that's the right to education, you know, quality education. You know, we're ranked, what, 43rd now in the nation. And, uh, and the state is only meeting, what, 38% of that responsibility of the budget. And uh, going back to uh, what I initially said, intended use of that revenue. So when the valuations uh, gets taxed on you and you're paying that uh, yearly, the state is doing this thing called recoup funding. Recoup funding. Mm-hmm. Um, get your hands out of the municipal, the local level government's uh, money. And let's learn to manage our government more productive. That way, the local government has 50% of the uh, revenue needed for schools, and we're contributing 50% of the revenue that's needed for schools. Okay. Um, And someone's asking, where do you guys stand on CPS? I'm not sure. Is it Child Protective Services? Yes. Okay. So someone wants to know, where do you stand on CPS? Um, uh, This is Austin Talley. I I believe that CPS has had a lot of bureaucracy that ties their hands. But I also believe that they haven't taken uh, a proactive approach, uh, especially with, I believe, uh, that young, uh, young kid that uh, um, was found uh, uh, murdered recently. I believe it was down in Houston. Uh, that's probably what that intended question was. Um, you know, CPS was many, many times was warned, you know, this child needs to be removed, this child needs to be removed, this child needs to be removed. Um, I think the, when you're getting too many warnings – uh, CPS needs to take a stance, even if it's on a temporary, to evaluate what's going on. Uh, we need to empower our CPS officers. That way they can. Uh, both my cousins worked for CPS for quite a many years here in Central Texas. And, uh, and if we empower them to be able to do their job. Um, but I also know that CPS has gotten it wrong before. Uh, there's a gentleman down in San Marcos, and, and they got it wrong. And they, uh, they took his uh, stepdaughter away. And they're, they're currently fighting, and they are both of sound mind. Um, the child just has medical conditions, and, uh, and there's a whole ordeal that goes into it, and I don't want to invade their privacy. But um, I think CPS needs to take a serious hard look on what they're doing that's good for the child and also good for protecting the parents uh, that are good parents. Uh, that you know, Maybe there's a circumstance of what's going on. But uh, my sister is, is a perfect example of that situation. She was, she's adopted. Love her to death. She's my sister um, um, by blood, no matter what uh, people say. And uh, and she came to a happy home um, from the circumstances that she couldn't control at five years old. Okay. And then what's your stance on immigration? 
You know, we uh, Austin's a <coughs> sanctuary city. So, you know, what's your stance on that? Austin talent. Well, I, uh, my father uh, worked Border Patrol for six and a half years, seven years before he became a uh, criminal investigator uh, and did another 20 there. Um, he, he's been on the forefront of the atrocities that's happened here on Texas border. Um, I think we need to become a sovereign country of laws um, and allow people to come here legally. I know quite a bit of people have come here legally. Um, um, you know, so I think – you can streamline the, the legalization process for people that want to do the buy by the law. You know, when you cut a lot of that red tape and a lot of that bureaucracy away so that people are more welcome to come here legally. But, uh, you know, what human trafficking, we have over 300,000 that just comes uh, from Texas. Um, and we need to cut that down. That's, you know, sex trafficking. And uh, almost 25% is underage. And, <coughs> and you, can't, you can't get a hold of that if you don't start. Uh, um, protecting your borders. And then uh, if, if teachers wanted to carry, okay, if they wanted to get the training and carry, and a big shout-out to Bambi. How you doing there, Bambi? If teachers wanted to carry, would you support teachers, you know, more teachers being able to carry in in schools that, you know, don't allow it currently right now? Uh, yes, I would. I, I think, uh, you know, we need to promote uh, um, proficiency uh, in firearms training. Uh, me having utilized the firearm since I was 18 years old um, in the service of my country and, uh, and within the intelligence uh, community as a uh, global response service uh, staff, uh, global response staff, uh, where my job was to protect other people. And, uh, and so I utilize training all the time that's here, readily available here in Texas. I go to numerous places to include my own company, um, but I won't plug that. Um, that I think you need to empower the teachers, and if you have ten teachers, twenty teachers that are all carrying concealed uh, on a uh, on a campus, um, lower level education or college, uh, a student who knows personally that that coach is carrying, that that teacher is carrying, that counselor is carrying, that vice principal is carrying, he's less likely he or she is less likely to come in and probably uh, do what happened down in Florida. And let me throw that question to you, Kyle Austin, House District Forty Nine. You know. What do you think? You know, thinking about Florida, it's really depressing. I I just think, what are those people thinking that are saying that they want to control guns? Well, they want to, like, put gun control in effect, and, and they want to make sure that nobody at the school is armed. They, do they want the teachers and the students, when a tragedy like that happens, do they want them to cower? Do they want them to die? Or do they want them to have a fighting chance? I I fully support people being able to to constitutionally carry and defend themselves when something like that does occur. It doesn't happen very often, you know, with, with people saying that there was 18 school shootings. But as Ryan was pointing out earlier, it, it's, it's not like that. It's not as often as we think. But when it does happen, I sure as hell want people to be able to defend their right to their own life. All right. Now I want you guys, uh, we have a Texas for Accountable Government. It's going to meet next Monday. And I don't know if your schedule's you know, open for that, but it's next Monday. And it's at um, at 7 p.m. And it's going to be at Casa Chapala. Chapala. Uh, thank you. And it's not – remember, next Monday means the 26th, not this coming up one tomorrow. Not, next, yeah, not yeah. tomorrow, the 26th. Just, just to clarify so we're sure. Yeah. <laughs> so the 26th, which is the last Monday of the month, if you, you guys can come and speak to the group, I would really appreciate that. I, I would love to take that opportunity. If it's, if it's on your schedule. Uh, we'll, we'll get the 
details uh, afterwards. But okay. I, I wanted to clear up one thing just because my brain's got a million bills in it. I'll tell you, when we come back from the, okay. from the break, we'll let you clear that up. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins, Breitbart News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Catch up on the latest headlines anytime at Talk1370.com. Today I don't feel like doing anything. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and now we're going to bring it to the conversation. State Representative Jason Isaac. Uh, Jason Isaac, he's running for. He's running for U.S. Congress District 21. And he's an awesome state rep because, you know, Jason sponsors some awesome bills. Um, the. You know, we tried to do something with marijuana in Texas. He tried to work on that. We were unsuccessful. But, you know, he, he's a Republican who's doing great stuff. He supports the Second Amendment. He's there and we need him. And now he's going to D.C. And we need a good voice in D.C. And he wants to fill that spot. So let me bring uh, State Representative Jason Isaacs. He's running for Congress, District 21. Jason, welcome to Come and Talk at Line 1. Hey, Michael. Good to be on. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, we've done some good work about expanding freedoms. And uh, you talk about children that have intractable epilepsy. It's taken two and a half years to get to them. Actually, cannabidiol, which is a derivative of marijuana. It's the non-euphoric element where these kids can actually put an oil under their tongue prescribed by a doctor. There's only 17 doctors in the state that are currently prescribing this, and that's after other medications that are highly addictive. These are really strong opioids. Uh, that, that Those prove to not work for children with seizures, uh, and trying to get that expanded to kids that have autism or other neurological disorders. There have been some studies that show that it helps with people with Parkinson's from the tremors that they have and calming neurological activity and it's it's after other medicines have been tried prescribed by a doctor to me that just sounds like more freedom uh and we're, we've we've made some progress in the state of texas over the last couple of years uh and i think it's a state's rights issue and so i want to go and get the federal government out of the way we've got to shrink our federal government uh, we've got a small effective model of government in the state of texas that works well uh, and that's why i say we i want to make america like texas and, you know, I love that slogan right there. I love that slogan. You know, right, Felicia? Oh, yeah. I have my bumper sticker on my car. <laughs> I'm supporting awesome. all over Central Texas. I, I got to get one That's of those bumper great. stickers there. I, I, I got to get it because I love that slogan. That's an awesome slogan. Okay, so um, uh, Representative Isaac, uh, what are some of things, some other things you want to do when you go to D.C.? You know, I think one of the biggest is we've got to remind these government agencies who they work for, and they work for the taxpayers. And, you know, with the school shooting that we saw last week in Florida, of course the left is screaming and crying to take away our Second Amendment rights. No way. Cold, dead hands is where you can pry it away from. Shall not be infringed. 
We've got a government agency that failed to communicate, that failed to protect us. And that's because these bureaucrats forget who they work for. They're there. Most of them or a lot of these agencies are just there for paychecks and they forget that we work for the taxpayers. And so we need a sunset advisory commission like we have in the state of Texas. I've talked about our tax breaks that we just got a couple of months ago and how they expire in 10 years. What needs to have an expiration date in 10 years is every single federal agency. And then they would have to be reauthorized by Congress, go through a deep dive audit, just like our Sunset Commission does for the state of Texas. Again, it's another reason to make America like Texas. Let's have a Sunset Commission at the federal level. We've done it with the VA. The VA Accountability Act was passed. Uh, one of the first pieces of legislation that passed in the Trump administration and 5,000 people were terminated because they weren't serving our veterans the way they were supposed to be serving our veterans. We need to have the federal government accountability act and implement a sunset commission. Yeah, absolutely. Now what's your stance, uh, uh, representative Jason Isaac, what's your stance on constitutional carry? I was one of, I believe it was 15 co-authors of the legislation out of 150 House members, I was one of the 15 that was brave enough to sign on as a co-author and absolutely support that legislation. I don't know why we couldn't get more co-authors of that, but there there are some there that, and it's in Congress too, that seek favor from men. And that's the last place we, place we need to be seeking favor from. We've got to remember who we work for uh, and serve those constituents. And my constituents believe that our Constitution says that we have the right to bear arms and that shall not be infringed. And then what and about to me? That means constitutional carry. We shouldn't have to pay a fee to have uh, our Second Amendment rights. We and it, it just drives me crazy that we have to. Every time I buy a gun and I fill out the form and the paperwork, I'm like, oh, here's my infringement. Now, now that uh, Congress is actually looking at a concealed carry reciprocity bill, uh, so that your driver's license kind of serves, you know, it, it'll be just like a driver's license. Basically, your handgun license you'll be able to carry in every state. You know, states that you can't carry in. So your Texas handgun license will be recognized in every single state. What's your, what are your thoughts on that? As long as it does not in any way create a national registry, I would be supportive of that. But that's my biggest concern is that our federal government continues to grow. And they're like, okay, well, we need a database. We need a, regist- a registration, some sort of registry of every person that has a, con- a license to carry. Because that's the last thing I want is our federal government growing any larger than it already is and having a database of people that own guns. All right. And then uh, what about the the um, the suppressor bill removing the suppressors from the NFA list? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. You talk about what a hassle it is to get a suppressor. If you've got children like I do that like to hunt um, and we we always wear hearing protection. But it's, it's not a silencer. It's a suppressor. And if you've ever hunted with one or ever shot with one, the gun still makes a lot of noise. It just <laughs> helps with the recoil. It helps with the noise. Um, and it's just absolutely – it's quite nice to be able to hunt with one, especially when you're hunting with young kids and trying know, to get them introduced to, to the sport. And so it's, it, to me, it's, it's silly why it's part of that list, and it doesn't need to be part of the NFA list. All right, awesome. Man, I, I tell you, uh, hold on there uh, – uh, Representative Jason Isaacs, I want to I want to talk to you a little bit more, but I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. We have a uh, uh, Senator State Senator Donna Campbell on the phone. I want to bring her into the conversation. Uh, Senator Campbell, welcome to come and talk it, ma'am. Well, thank you for having me. And I must say that, you know, I agree with Jason. He's, he's very good. And we've worked together in 
at the state level. And so he, he's very good. Absolutely. And um, Senator Campbell, you know, what's what's your stance? Well, first, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, you know, what race you're running in and and, and why you're you're running for reelection. Well, I'm running in Senate District 25 and I'm running for reelection because we've done a lot of good stuff and we still have more to do. All right. Outstanding. And then what's your stance on uh, constitutional carry? Because we, we had a hard time getting that passed last session. Yeah, I support constitutional carry. There's not any place in our Second Amendment that says that we should have to have a license or keep it concealed. So I'm supportive of constitutional carry. What we have to, you know, we want to make sure that we can have the sentiment of the, you know, the political sentiment to be able to pass it. And um, sometimes that takes negotiation, but I support it. And then, (coughs) excuse me. And then someone wanted to know, they're asking online, would you be willing to sponsor the marijuana bill in the Senate? No, I will not. And do you know why? <clears throat> I'm just not going to do that. I, okay. was a, I was a leader in getting the, um, you know, the marijuana, the <coughs> oil passed for seizures because there are actually receptors in the brain that show that that helps for seizures. And until we have more scientific data... Um, I think at this point, we've come a long way just to have the CBD oil for seizure treatment, epilepsy. But I'm, I'm not going to be supportive of recreational marijuana. Okay. And then and what are your, your thoughts on – well, you know what? I, I like the fact that you sponsor – there's a bill that you sponsored, and that was the bill that uh, we're using to go after different cities and municipalities. Um and we, we went after the city of Austin because the city of Austin refuses to allow license holders to actually carry in city hall. And mm-hmm. so I, I think that's an awesome bill because, you know, we're fighting with Austin. We've been fighting with them ever since September the 1st, 2015, when that bill actually went into effect and trying to get license holders to be able to carry in Austin City Hall. Now, the problem right. is um, they just will not comply. And so now we're in court and we're going back and forth in district court. And so now, can you explain to people the fine? Because the way that I understand that bill is for the first day, the first offense, that's $1,000 to $1,500 for the first day, first offense. And every second day, every subsequent day, or you know, every other offense is $10,000 to $10,500. Right. Yes, you've got um, my bill was Committee Substitute Bill 273. And that it ensures that government entities do not post the 30.6 no carry signs erroneously or improperly uh, where CHL holders are legally permitted to carry. And in order to uh, enforce that, we had to impose penalties. So if citizens file a complaint uh, with the attorney general, they investigate and they have... um, 10 days, two weeks to investigate it. And yes, civil penalty for the first offense is a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. And then, as you said, ten thousand to ten thousand five hundred for subsequent violations. And, um, you know, we think this will curb the, the un- improperly or erroneously placement of signs that restrict places that CHL holders can lawfully carry. Okay, and then and, and when it comes along with that, um, 
they're just not going to comply at all. So I'm wondering, are, are there some things that we can do to tighten up that bill a little bit more this next session? There well, any- I think what we need to do is if if there's a flaw in the bill that we've already passed, we need to see what that flaw is. The Office of the Attorney General does the investigation. If there's not an investigation, then that's where we need to intervene. If there is an investigation and they aren't paying their fine, that's the place we need to intervene. So we need to find out why they are not complying. Right. And, and Rather they're, than they're, pass the bill, they need to be held accountable to the bill that we did get passed. And there's some things that they're not complying with, like, for instance, uh, South by Southwest and things of that nature, uh, when they have different events, they're saying that, well, because that's on that's in a city park, uh, that event or whatever they're having is in that park and the access is being controlled by the place that's renting this place. They're saying that they can prohibit license holders from carrying. And I think that because that's on the, that's city property, I think we should be able to carry there. And I think, you know, maybe we should I think something needs to be put in the bill or, you know, another bill to, you know, well, to fix that a little. Yes, yeah. I, I hear you. And sometimes it can be. Um, it can be a little, not confusing, but we have made it in other legislation has, you know, uh, previous legislation has shown that if a public city governmental entity, not entity, but property has been leased out, then that acts as a private business, if you will. And then they have the right to set their laws. I mean, what we don't want is private business coming in, leasing a a place, be it an outdoor space or a building, and then we still apply our government laws. It needs to act like private business. But but you're talking about something that's owned by the people that they're leasing. They're leasing the people's property. Yeah. Well, if it's acting, if they are leasing it, and it is a private business that's leasing it, then the private business leasing it should have the right to set their policy. Hmm. Okay. We're, yeah, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> well, okay. it's, it's just like if, you know, um, the city has a, uh, they lease out a dome, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, the convention center or something, and they still say, no, a private business cannot come in and set their own um, parameters for them to do their business. They, they need to be able to do that. Once they lease it, they're leasing the property, but it is a private business. You know, and the last thing we want is government telling private business what they can do. Right. And, and that will. And now that I agree with, especially when it comes to the city of Austin and what they're doing. Uh, the city For of sure. Austin is saying, you know what? Hey, you know, they're they're imposing this eight days paid sick leave on all so, private businesses. Yeah. And that I think is right. just insane. What are your thoughts on that? It is insane. And I will have legislation to combat that. Thank that you. So you're going to you, you're Absolutely. definitely going to sponsor a bill. Yes, I will. Good, because I, I don't have any plans whatsoever of my business, you know, following that 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 law. I, I will pay the fine. And, I, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm hoping that someone I hope there's a bill be, before the legislature. I will bring one. All right. Awesome. All right. And, and you know what? And thank you, uh, Dr. Don, Donna Campbell from uh, State Center District 25 from coming on the show. I know you got to go. Um, so we're going to cut you loose mm-hmm. and let you go and appreciate you coming on and talking mm-hmm. to us. Um, sure. And, and you have you. a great rest of your weekend. Okay, tell everybody to go join the Texas State Rifle Association, the NRA, and get their concealed handgun license. All right, Lone Star Gun Rights. Because I definitely <laughs> I, like, yeah. lo- I love myself some Lone Star Gun Rights. Yeah. All right, okay. thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Uh-huh.
Goodbye. All right. And let's go back to Jason Isaac, uh, State Representative Jason Isaac. Uh, how can people find you, sir? IsaacForTexas.com. They can go there and find information about me and my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Everything is Isaac for Texas. So check that out. And gosh, Donna's kind of you know, spot on some of these issues about Austin and their growing regulations. We already have 12.7 million people in the United States that we pay not to work. And it sounds like Austin uh, is, is wanting to increase that number. These are 12.7 million people that are you and I are paying not to work. They're able-bodied adults mm. that are on welfare that if we make America like Texas, where because in Texas we have work requirements for these individuals. You have to work, train, or volunteer 20 hours a week for some of our welfare programs. If we could implement that across the country, which is just a rule change at the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and that's why I've committed on day one of my job as a congressman for Congressional District 21, I'll be at the U.S. Department of Agriculture trying to get them to change the rule. And if they won't do it, then I'll pass policy to get it done to put these 12.7 million people back to work. There's 6.1 million available jobs in this country right now, and there's nothing that builds dignity in a human, be- a human being like having a job and working. And so we've got to get these people. We've got to move them from welfare to work. I've worked on policies at the state of Texas to do that. That's why we have below 4% unemployment, the lowest unemployment rate we've had since the numbers have been taken in the mid-70s here in the state of Texas. And that is Jason Isaac. He's running for U.S. Congress, uh, District 21. This is Michael Cargill, and you're listening to Come and Talk It. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes made of ticky tacky. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're we're trying to get involved. We're trying to, to learn who our representatives are that are running for office this election. I'm trying to introduce them to you. You need to know who these people are so you can decide who you're gonna vote for. You need to be informed. Early voting starts this week, it starts on Tuesday. It is time to get off our butts, get down to the polls, and go vote. Because these people are trying to take your rights away. They're trying to ban guns, take your guns, whatever, restrict them. They're trying to do gun control. They're trying to register guns. They want to register you. So we're, you know, we're saying no. We're not going to hap- not going to let that happen. You cannot sleep on this. It is time to get up, stand up, get to the polls, go vote. Early voting starts on Tuesday. There's no reason you don't you can't go vote. And what I want to do is I want to go and look at the ballot. I want to read the ballot to you and, and so you can see some of the people that are on that ballot. All right. So you, we've introduced you to some great people here today. These are the people that you need to support. OK, definitely want you to support some of these people. So I'm going to have uh, Felicia here. She's going to take a look at that ballot and tell us who are some of the people running the ballot. Let's start at the governor's race. So who, who's running for governor? We'll start. We'll, we'll go easy on you. Too easy. Governor Abbott. There you go. Here we go. Felicia. The candidates currently on the ballot for Governor Greg Abbott, Barbara Kruger, and Saseed Kilgore. And this is the Republican primary ballot. It didn't bother pulling up the other one. I just think of Freddy Kruger. I just had no observation. I don't know if she's good or bad. I got Greg. I'm calling Greg Abbott on that one. All right. So who's running for a lieutenant governor? We have Dan Patrick and Scott Milder. Uh, that's only on the Republican ticket, right? Yes, I only pulled. You only pulled the Republican ticket. All right, all right. So who we, who else we got? Uh, Republican ticket. 
let's go. Let's look at uh, the Senate race. Any any uh, let's go state Senate. Oh, I'm sorry. No, let's go the, the the state races. So like railroad commission in those places there. So let's take a look at those some of those statewide races like agriculture and stuff like that. So who we got the first one after the lieutenant governor comptroller comptroller is going Hager. That's an easy one. Attorney General Ken Paxton. That's an easy one. Um, and then you got commissioner of general land and what is that? Land commissioner. Okay, general land commissioner. Uh, so you got uh, Davy Edwards and George P. George P. Bush, Rick Range, and Jerry Patterson. I'm actually leaning toward Jerry Patterson, Patterson in that race. One hundred percent. Yeah, one. I like Jerry Patterson. So I, I, I'm I'm saying land commissioner. Hey, it's Jerry Patterson. That's too easy. Uh, then the commissioner of agriculture. You're looking at Jim Hogan, Trey Blocker, and Sid Miller. That's going to be an easy. Uh, I'm sorry, hard one. Because I like Sid Miller and I like Trey Blocker. I don't know who this Jim Hogan is, but I like Trey Blocker and I like Sid Miller. So the jury's out. I think we're going to have to get those two on the show and let them duke it out and we'll decide who wins. Now, whoever comes out unscathed, that's who we're going to throw our hands behind. So we have to get Trey Blocker and Sid Miller on the show. All right. Uh, Railroad Commissioner uh, looking at Christy Craddock and Weston Martinez. Now, these two people, I don't know. Can you give me something about them? Anything about Christy Craddock? Who is that? I like Christy Craddock. I mean, I'm going to be a little biased just because I like it when females run for office. But um, she's great. I went to a training with her in New Braunfels a few months ago. I don't have anything negative to say about her. All right. So I'm have to, we have to get them on the show or something on a telephone call or something and see if we can learn something about them because I don't have a clue. I need to learn something. What about Jimmy Blaylock? Well, he's running for uh, place two justice Supreme Court. He's unopposed. Doesn't matter. Uh, John Devine unopposed. Jeff Brown's running in place six Supreme Court unopposed. Uh, looking at presiding judge court of criminal appeals. David Bridges, Sharon Keller. I don't know either one of those. I have to get those two and see what's going on with that one because I don't. I don't know them at all. The hardest one is going to be the criminal court of appeals. There's a lot the of people. Ones, which one? Criminal court of appeals. There's a lot of people probably running for place six. Okay. So that's going to be something that we really need to research because these are our judges. These guys interpret our laws. We need conservative constitutionalists on there. Okay. All right. Awesome. And then um, we have, let's see. So uh, I'm definitely shooting for Jerry Patterson all the way, 100%. Commissioner of uh, General Land Commissioner, Jerry Patterson, because he's the father of the, the, the concealed handgun license law, and he's all about the Second Amendment. So I definitely support Jerry Patterson 100%. So I don't know what's going on in that office. But, um, yeah, Jerry Patterson, folks. Jerry Patterson all the way, without a doubt. Well, we need to save our Alamo. All right. That, uh, yeah, what's going on with the Alamo? What's the big discussion with that? Felicia, fill us in. George P. Bush is just out of his mind right now. And they're trying to, I mean, it's Texas, y'all. You can't mess with our Alamo. And that's actually what got Jerry in the race because he originally retired. Um, I don't know all the facts about that. I've seen some. I've seen some plans online, and I know that's why a lot of people are really riled up about everything. But you just need to do some research. You need to look at what your officials are pushing, and you need to make sure that you're voting for people who believe and support what you do. Otherwise, you're wasting your vote, and you're not being effectively represented. Okay. All right. And so um, make I want to make sure our, our candidates that are sitting here today, they take a look at the Republican platform and make sure they're familiar with all the different planks of the Republican platform because um, later on down the road, not today, you know, probably going to ask about some of those things. There's some things in, in the, the Republican Party platform that I don't like. I don't think everyone agrees with everything on the platform, but there's definitely some things that I don't like. So we're definitely going to talk about those later on down the road, you know, a month or two or whatever, maybe after after the uh, primary election is over with. 
and get you guys back in here to talk about some of those. All right. So uh, Austin Tally, one more time. Tell us your website. What is it? it Austin Tally's running for House District 45. Remember that name, folks. Austin is too easy. We live in the city of Austin. Good <laughs> Lord. His name is Austin Tally. We live in the city of Austin. Uh, my website is Austin, F-O-R 45.com. And uh, same for all the social media platforms. And then Kyle Austin. I mean, Kyle, we got to get you up and going because I tell you that your opponent, I'm not going to mention that name, uh, is a big anti-gun, gun-grabbing, want to walk into your house. If she could walk into your house and take all your guns, she would. Uh, So Kyle Austin, House District 49, uh, how do we get in touch with you? So if you look on uh, on Facebook right now, I'm tr- I'm currently building the website out, and the website's going to be the exact same as, the, as as what you search on Facebook. It's Kyle Austin for Office, so F O R as well. So Kyle Austin for Office. Let's start up a discussion, post a thread, post anything. I will talk with you, and let's have a conversation. And and it's too easy, Kyle Austin. It's the city of Austin, people. Once again, these are two easy candidates to remember when you go to the polls. Early voting starts Tuesday. Go to your grocery store. Uh, go go take, uh, what is, what's the name of that little Fiesta? Go to Fiesta. Go to H-E-B, <laughs> wherever, they, wherever they're, the polls are. Go to that local church down on the corner. I used to go to the church down by my shop, and I do get my early voting out of the way. You got Austin Tally, House District 45. Kyle Austin, House District 49. And also Jason Isaac is running for Congress. He's running for he's going to D.C. We finally got someone that that, you know, someone that we know close hand that supports the Second Amendment. That's going to D.C. He's running for Congress. District 21. All right. Definitely check those. You know, check out Jason Isaac. He's a great state rep. He's done wonderful things. Um, and he's definitely cares about people and, and taking care of us. And you heard what they said about as far as the city of Austin, this mess about, you know, imposing this craziness, telling small businesses what to do. You know, I just don't like that. I can't agree with that. You know, get your hands out of my pockets. You know, I don't need the city of Austin telling me what to do. So definitely check these candidates out. There's no reason you can't get out there and vote. This is it. Early voting starts this week. Got to let your voice be heard. When it comes to the uh, the lieutenant governor race, I'm actually looking at the libertarian candidate. What's that libertarian candidate's name? His name's Kerry McKinnon. Yeah, I like Kerry. So I, I actually like, I like Kerry. I'm a little biased, personally. I'm not biased at all. I like Kerry. I'm, I'm obviously Kerry, biased. Kerry, what's his last name? <laughs> Kerry McKinnon. Kerry McKinnon. Kerry Douglas McKinnon. I like him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I like Kerry. Absolutely. So I'm actually looking toward Kerry. You know, I don't always vote straight Republican, um, but I do vote mostly Republican. And there, every once in a while, I'll grab me a Libertarian in there. <laughs> absolutely. And I like Kerry. I really do. Well, we need things shaken up at the state house, don't we? We do. <laughs> we do. Absolutely. What were you going to say there? I was just going to say, um, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can have a chance to meet Kerry next weekend. Uh, the Texas Liberty Conference is going to be out at the Oasis. Tickets are still available, only 20 bucks. Uh, going to be some great speakers. We'll have our Libertarian Party uh, gubernatorial candidates out there for a debate. Uh, but Kerry's supposed to be there as well, so you can get a chance to meet him and talk with him. Uh, really great guy. I agree. I love Kerry. Uh, I think he's going to represent us very well, and I uh, hope he really shakes up that race. And, uh, you know, next week is going to be really insane. Next weekend we have uh, uh, the um, BBC coming to Texas, and they're going to follow me around all weekend long. We're doing a documentary on the Second Amendment, and we're also doing a documentary on uh, the Republican Party and the log cabin Republicans. 
So we're going to talk about the Second Amendment, the Republican Party, log cabin Republicans. They're going to document this all weekend long. They're going to come in on Saturday. We're going to start at Saturday at Central Texas Gunworks, start with the class, the handgun license course. Then we're going to run over to the Libertarian Convention. I'm going to speak over there. And then we're going to run back, uh, go out to the gun range. And then we're going to uh, later on that night, the host of the the show that's actually doing the uh, documentary He's going to come to my house. He's going to spend a night in my house. And he's going to cook us dinner. <laughs> yeah. So we, he's going to cook us dinner. He's going to talk to us. We're going to do this interview at the house while he's cooking dinner. And then that next day on Sunday, we're going to get up and we're going to run in. We're going to go to the gun range with the University of Texas College Republicans. Going to go to the gun range with them. We're covering everything. Let me tell you. <laughs> and then uh, after that, we've got a fundraiser. We're doing a fundraiser. For uh, Gabriel Nila, he's running for state representative, um, and we're we're pushing him to. Uh, well, we're actually going to you know try to raise some money for Gabriel because he's in a a race where who is it? It's Senator Donna Donna Dukes. That's in uh-huh. that race. Uh, I'm sorry, U.S. Congress. I'm sorry, state representative. Thank you, state representative Donna Dukes, and. She's in a contested race. Not sure who he's going to face, but we're trying to raise some money for Gabriel. She's going to show up for the race. (laughs) We're going to raise some money for Gabriel Nila, and that's going to be at a little place called C-Note in East Austin um, on Cameron Road. So definitely, hopefully, you know, you guys can meet us there at 2 o'clock on Sunday. I have a a BBC will be there uh, interviewing Republicans and, and get your take on what do you think about Trump? You know, how do you think Trump's doing? Um, and, and honestly, people ask, people ask me that all the time. You know, how in the world you as a black male can you support Donald Trump? Well, you know what? Honestly, in the beginning, I didn't like Trump, you know, and there are a lot of things I don't like about Donald Trump. But you know what? Guess what? He's our president. There are going to be some things he tweets I don't like. I don't like everything about everybody. But you know what? Um, the The more people hate on this guy, the more people disrespect him, the more I start liking him. That's the funny thing. The more they, they, they're coming out with all this hatred and, and this, this stuff where, where I was looking online this morning and someone was talking about how they will under no circumstances talk to a Republican. Don't you I think the love Trump's hate signs are really ironic? It, it, it's, it, it's funny. It's killing me. You know, I, I, don't, I just don't get it. What are the signs? I love Trump's hate. Oh, and they're Trump's so hate. hateful as they're saying, love Trump's hate. And I'm just like, well, y'all are the hate. Mean? What does that mean? I don't. <laughs> it's free marketing for Trump. That's. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, like I said, and the more they do this, the more I like him. I'm like, go Trump. Same here. Go Trump. Go Trump. Go Trump. Every Same chance here. I get, go Trump. You know, stick it to him. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's killing me. So I'm supporting him more and more every single day. So and I, I encourage you to do the same thing. You know, get out there. It's all about, you know, uh, doing the right thing and support our candidates, get to the polls. And we got to go vote. This is Michael Cargill and you're listening to Come and Talking. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Chad Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Listen to your favorite shows. Keep up with the latest breaking news and more anytime at Talk1370.com. Talk 1370, the right choice.
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so let's, we're back and we're talking about everything, all things politics, talking about our, <laughs> our state senator, state rep, talking about the governor. We're talking about everybody. And we're hoping to get Governor Abbott in the studio next Sunday uh, with our interview with, um, with the BBC. So BBC is going to be in the studio next Sunday. They're going to record the show, going to have the host of the BBC inside here. We're going to talk to him, going to interview him, going to tell him, you know what, stop making, you know, you better make Americans look good. You know, we're not crazy because we, we like our guns. You know why we like guns? Because you, you British want to make sure that we can, we're going to come and save you the next time you're in trouble. (laughs) <laughs> we're your, we're the um, the world's nine one one. So that's why you know we know, love our guns. And so I know much. it's hard for them, but they might have to dump their tea in the harbor. Hey, it, it is what it is. Uh, and then when it, when it comes to history, it comes you know there's some things about your family, uh, Austin Talley, who's running for House District forty five. You know you you got some ancestors that are you know that did a lot of great things. Well, yes, sir. Uh, my family's been here since eighteen twenty two on both sides, but my mother's side I take great pride in because he was Colonel uh, Colonel James Neal. Uh, the artillery commander at Battle Gonzalez. So uh, uh, he probably said oops and fired that cannon when somebody <laughs> tried to take it. Uh, so we take great pride in that. Come and take it. Outstanding. You I know that it. logo. <laughs> exactly. Come and take it. That's right. Got it on my. It's a license plate on my vehicle. Come and take it. Uh, and that's what I'm seeing in the city of Austin. Come and take it. I dare you. <laughs> While we're on the city of Austin, can Go I just bring it. up the police negotiations on their contract that they're, they're trying to negotiate? Go for it. Um, so they're basically reading, they're working on the negotiation still. And, and the police need a contract. They need a contract. But as they were negotiating. Ain't what, no bust. They need a contract. Did you know what the police got back this week on, what, on what, Thursday? What did they get back? They got back where then they go to court for that first hour. They get quadruple pay and they get time and a half the whole time they're in court whenever they write a ticket. Hey, that's what happens. You know, so they, they're going to get everything they want. And so more, they're clearly still incentivized to go out there and write tickets. So, Austin, you need to show up and fight because clearly they're getting all they want back on. And they their, should. They're corrupt. I support my They're corrupt yeah. policies. I support the police. You don't think that incentivizes them to go out and write no. tickets for no reason? No. Pay? I support the police. That's right. Quadruple play. That's right. I support my police. Now, what you got to say about that? <laughs> Status. <laughs> Status. That's right. Right. I think your libertarian card's gonna get pulled. I don't care. <laughs> He's clearly a red coat. Look I, at him. I got the Second Amendment backing me up. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now uh, you got an f- announcement, right, Felicia? Yes, I know that Jason couldn't spend a whole lot of time with us, but he's actually going to be in Kyle on Wednesday, February twenty first, at the Plum Creek Pavilion. We are hosting a CD21 speed dating, use that term very loosely. Basically, the candidates are going to be at their table, and you can sit down and have one-on-one conversation with them for five minutes, which is not something that you typically get at forums. So that's going to be February 21st, 7 to 9 in Kyle. And you can go to Hill Country Young Republicans on Facebook for all that information or, you know, contact me or Michael, and we'll get that to you. And also, if you are a registered voter in Travis County, your precinct conventions are on March 10th. You do not have to be a precinct chair to go to those. And all that information is at TCRP, um, their website online. So look that up so you can be involved and be a delegate at the state convention in June. Nice. All right. Keeping us informed about what's going on with the Republican Party. I love it. Go ahead. Uh, Real quick, kind of on that note. 
you were talking about early voting uh, earlier. So, you know, those of you out there who may be uh, wanting to vote Republican, absolutely go vote uh, however you see fit in the early uh, in the early voting. However, if you are interested in participating with the Libertarian Party in our conventions, you cannot vote in the primary of either Just party. Just joking. <laughs> you cannot vote in the primary of either party. Uh, our precinct convention is going to be Tuesday, uh, March 13th in the evening. Or if you signed a petition to get a candidate on the ballot, you are automatic with whatever party you signed that petition for. Thank you, Ryan. Mm. Um, so uh, Tuesday, March 13th, uh, 8 p.m., we'll be having our precinct convention at the High Road on Dawson, 700 Dawson Road, right here in Austin, Texas. Uh, and then that Saturday, the 17th, uh, St. Patrick's Day, we will be having our county convention uh, also at the High Road on the Dawson uh, the Libertarian County Convention. Uh, so come argue a little bit with some libertarians uh, before going out and celebrating St. Patrick's Day. So. Nice. I hope you guys have some beer there. Uh, we plan to. There is a bar on site. So uh, we're looking into whether or not we're going to have uh, somebody there serving us. So. Okay. Is it going to be open open bar? Uh, we'll see what we could do about that. We are a little limited in funds uh, in the Travis County Libertarian Party, but we'll see what we can do. Okay. Dilly dilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dilly dilly. That's what I'm talking about. Dilly dilly. Cheers to all. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Um, so what's going on with you? you? You traveled back and forth to Hawaii. Now you're back. You know, what's going on? Well, how, are the, how are the liberals in Hawaii? How are the liberals in Hawaii? I'm actually from Hawaii, so it was kind of like killing two birds with one stone because it was a vacation. Yeah, you should just – did you hit the button while you were there? Hit the – you know, the – no, well, the thing is, the I, missiles I, are coming, I, and, and and I was raised in a very liberal family, so of course politics and my mom and sister are always testing me, and they want to discuss like you know gun control and different things like that. And oh, was, especially so, after on Valentine's Day, yeah, right? I'm sure, yeah. So yeah. actually, my mom and sister didn't talk to me for a whole day, like the second or third day that I was there. It was actually discussing this show, oddly really? enough, really? And, 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 it, and it was the gun control stuff. Really, we can discuss abortion and murder, but somehow it's, it's gun something control. about Michael Cargill and bringing up <laughs> guns that really starts fights. I don't know what what's up with that. Yeah, well, there are things like Max should hang out with. Those kind of people, mm. and, and I just mentioned the show. Is to that racist? With, but you, you tell them. They, 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 they said those people. You say mom, and, and but he's Michael's black. an African American. He's black, mom, and gay, <laughs> and trans. I have no. <laughs> he's everything. Oh man, you can't say anything about him. And and whatever yeah. else that the little alphabets are. What, what are yeah. those words? I don't even know what they are. And, but. Yeah, but I, I think I had I, I had one good moment where my sister was saying, "But Max, these Democrats have been lynch or, or Republicans like like the, they're the lynchers, they're the this, they're the that." And I'm like, "Okay, stop right there." If there's one misconception that's driven me nuts my whole freaking life. Yeah, not my whole life at all. Actually, the last two years when I found out, but is the, is that everyone says how how the party switched? Because I mean, all the the the, the party of slavery. Uh, the party of, of the trying to block the anti-lynching laws all the way up through the mid-70s was 100% the Democrats. Mm. So KKK. And they're still doing the same thing today. And the, and the Democrats thing, are doing the same thing. They they're just enablers. Don't think, yeah, they don't think people are equal. So back in the day, it was, oh, we're not equal and we don't like these people. And now it's they're not equal. We're going to try to get their votes by offering them all this crap. It actually doesn't help their communities whatsoever. It keeps you in the lower portion of, yeah. the, of the rest of the community. The, the Democratic plantation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It keeps yeah. you as a slave. They're maintaining you as a slave by yeah. giving you all all this stuff, and you're not able to fend for yourself. Yeah. I mean, like, aren't y'all equal now? You'll have a Marvel movie. <laughs> I know, that was big news this week. Let's be real. <laughs> what? Black Panther. Oh. I mean, this was a big deal. I, I, I missed all the hype about that, to be honest with you. So I, I, we'll, I, go, we'll go see I'm it. actually seeing that after I think this. I'm, I'm getting my black card pulled from somewhere. You were getting your black like, card pulled yeah, because I, I, I've been waiting for Black Panther. I was hoping he would show up in the second Avengers. But, I only heard about that a couple but, days ago when you mentioned uh, it to me. He actually like, predated black the Black Panther party for the name. 
Just oh. barely, yeah. It's Just actually barely. really close. He he went by the Black Leopard for a while because of uh, the Black Panther Party. They didn't want to <laughs> like say they were associated don't. with it or or disparage and, it, so they just changed his name. And disclaimer, don't sue us, Disney. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, all right. So uh, let's see. So we got uh, next weekend. We're hoping, hoping, uh, we're trying to make it work out with the governor to get him on the show. Uh, we're still working it out with BBC and the governor's office and all that stuff, so we'll see how that all turns out. We'll find out if we turn on the mics on next Sunday, if he'll, he'll be sitting here in the studio. Uh, and so they're going to be, you're, you're going to see us all around going crazy. We'll be doing a bunch of live videos uh, with the BBC, um, doing that documentary next weekend, all, all weekend long. So definitely look for that on Facebook and stuff. So we'll be doing that. And definitely get out to the polls and go vote. You got Austin Talley. He's running for House District 45. Definitely take a look at Austin Talley. D- do more than take a look. He Austin has been endorsed. Well, I don't think he's been endorsed by uh, Lone Star Gun Rights, but I'm endorsing Austin Talley. I like Austin Talley. <laughs> so definitely, you know, get out there and vote for Austin Talley, House District 45. And definitely Kyle Austin. Too easy. Kyle Austin. You know, vote for Kyle Austin. If you don't want that other person to go to the Capitol <laughs> and try to take some of your rights away because that's what that person's going to do, you better vote for Kyle Austin. I'm telling you now because uh, that's going to happen. I promise you they're working with Moms Demand Action. They have a, they have a desk in that office. Uh, Texas Gun Sense, they have a desk in that office right now at the Capitol. So you better vote for Kyle Austin, House District 49, or you're going to we're not going to get something that we want. All right, so definitely look at these candidates. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talking with Michael Cargill. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.